the Oracle of Egypt. This isn't any normal podcast. This is a channel where I, Jade Louise Tipples, will be sharing with you an incredible amount of wisdom which I have gained along my journey as a British woman living here in Egypt. In this podcast, I will dive deep into what it's like being stuck in a toxic marriage for eight years with an Egyptian man, converting to Islam, going through a challenging divorce process, healing my broken heart, my spiritual awakening, which led me to finding my purpose and becoming the incredible woman I am today. As a relationship mentor, I am devoted to supporting, guiding and empowering women who have lost themselves in marriages to Muslim men from the Middle East. I now use my own healing journey as a map to guide other heartbroken women back to the women they desire to be, breaking free from toxic relationships they are stuck in to guiding and empowering women to be the truest version of themselves. I know that there are many women out there that are suffering in silence and through this podcast I desire to be women's helping hand which I never had on my journey, providing the shortcuts to safely breaking free and being happy once again. So without further ado, it's time to begin this week's episode. This is the first podcast of the Oracle of Egypt by yours truly, Jade Louise Tibbles. I am so excited. Thank you so much for listening to my first episode. I'm so happy that you're here and welcome to my world and yeah there is just gonna be so much amazing brought to this podcast like I am so freaking excited it's unbelievable so what I want to dive into today is something that I wish I knew and If you've come to this podcast, there is no coincidences. I will say this many times. There is no coincidences in my world. If you have found your way here, maybe not today's wisdom, but one of my episodes is going to, not just one actually, many of my episodes are actually really going to be needed by you at certain points in your journey. Because people don't cross paths for no reason. And you are very much in my world for a reason, my little darling. So I would stay tuned to see when the podcast episodes are coming up. Just just saying. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Back to business. Back to the wisdom that I wish that I knew that I wish that my younger self, probably at 18 years old, actually knew. Because if she knew this, she wouldn't have gone through the last 12 years, eight of them being very traumatic. Um, because she would have known something very important. So for all of you out there that don't know quotes have really resonated with me during my journey I actually feel that at many important points in my journey especially Instagram certain quotes would come up and they would actually guide me I believe that got quotes on Instagram guided me out of 
my marriage. They were pieces of advice that I really, really needed to hear at that time, that no one around me was giving to me. And it just really helped point me in the right direction. And that probably sounds really out there, but my people resonate with that. And if you're listening to this, you are one of my people. So you might be a lover of quotes as well. So I will be mentioning quite a few quotes in my podcast as well. Um, And the quote that I want to mention today in this podcast is... Women don't need to ask to have their power back. They just take it. We do not realise how fucking powerful we are. Yes, sorry, I do not have a filter when it comes to swear words. It just comes out. So sorry, I should have done a pre-warning. But yeah, whenever you're listening to my episodes, just be careful because swear words might come out just saying okay but they do say that the most honest people swear a lot so you know okay anyway we are hugely fucking powerful human beings and this world has made us believe that we are not okay especially by men who are extremely insecure who do not have confidence in themselves, who think we are a threat to them, they punish us and knock the power out of us. There you go, I said it. They knock the power out of us. And this happens from from when we're very young. Very young. We are born as powerful individuals and it's through the hurt that we've been through that this hurt has has chipped away at, at the insane power that we have within us step by step each small little thing that we went through as a child which we believe right now was very insignificant to that three-year-old child was literally their whole world breaking down every single time if it was being sent to her room, being told to be quiet. If it was wearing her favourite dress and her mum telling her that she looked ugly and she had to get changed. From picking up flowers and giving it to her mum and being rejected. From dressing up as a gorgeous little girl, being told by her dad that that's not how we dress here get changed or a girl who wants to wants to go out in the world and be her and her dad tells her that she can't all of these things or even being called stupid by a mum or a dad or being called an idiot all of these things break our power within us and not only has that happened once it's happened multiple times we've believed that we have to adapt ourselves 
We have to accept the bare minimum. We have to give our all in order to be loved a little bit. Our emotions are not important. Our thoughts are not important. We just have to fit in a small box that other people have told us that we have to be in. And it could even be that you was physically abused as a child. And I will say it's abuse. Since living here in Egypt, I have seen a whole new level of how adults treat their children here. And honestly, there is someone who lives very close to me. The way she deals with her children, it breaks my heart. Literally, I was sat here the other week. My heart, honestly, was, I was nearly in tears for how she was beating her little girl up. And I know that this isn't the first little girl that's been beaten and it's definitely not going to be the last. I hear it. And I see it here in Egypt. And I'm not saying that everyone's like that. No, even in the UK it happens. But in the Middle East, you have two different types of classes in the Middle East. It's quite different from um, the Western world. Here you have, we have three classes actually. You've got the lower class, medium class and higher class and the upper class and in the west you don't really you can't really tell that there's that much of a a difference whereas in the middle east there is a vast difference people of a lower class have a completely different perception of women compared to the majority of the higher class the higher class you will find and the upper class people you will find they're a lot more open-minded They understand the meaning of a woman, especially in regards to religion, to be a very worshipped person in their life. And this is probably why you'll find that most Arab men worship the ground that their mothers walk on because of how it's mentioned in the Quran. Okay. And... People who have the right open-minded understanding religion-wise in the Middle East will have a lot of respect for women. Men, however, who are extremely insecure that have not been given the correct love and attention and nurture, nurturing from their mothers... And also observing how their fathers treat their mothers, they will not have a good representation of what is a woman, how she should be treated. And the thing is, because he sees that his dad speaks down to his mum, treats her badly, maybe slaps her a few times, is out of the house eight o'clock in the morning, doesn't come back till 10 o'clock at night. When he comes in the house, he doesn't cook or clean. That's the job of the woman. He just comes in, gets served like a king, gets his dinner in front of him, eats and then goes and watches TV. If he sees his dad doing that, 
he's going to think that that's normal. That's how I treat women. Because my dad's done it. And because my mum doesn't say anything, it's okay. Close-minded. And the thing is, if everyone else around them is exactly the same, because they are living in a more lower-class area without open-minded people, that's how they're going to treat women. Whereas if you have someone who actually is given a true representation of what a woman is with their mum and sees how their dad worships the ground that she walks on, you will find that that man will have a completely different approach to women, how they treat women. Everything will be completely different. He will empower you. He will make you feel like a goddess. He will allow you to hold him at his weakest, yet guide him at his strongest. You will be a tag team. He grows, you grow. You grow, he grows. That's how a healthy relationship dynamic should be. Not the fact that he thinks that you're that powerful and you're that amazing that he would rather keep you away, locked in an apartment, saying to you, look, I will completely provide for you, just cook, clean and look after the children. And whenever you go outside, um, cover up because you're only mine to be viewed. That, that you've got two different relationship styles here. You've got an unhealthy one based on insecurities and then you have a healthy one based on being uplifted and liberated by the man that you're with and these men these men do exist my darling you're probably listening to this thinking you know what i've been in the middle east i've been in egypt for so long men like this they don't exist they do exist because i've seen them and this is coming from a person who lives in a tourism area that sees many 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 men who disrespect women all the time, using them for visas, using them for money, uh, anything. There are good men out there. Trust me. It's just us understanding, first of all, our power. Because the thing is, if you're listening to this and you are unhappy in the relationship that you're in, You have the power to get out of it. You have the power to express your unhappiness to the person you're in a relationship with. You don't have to ask for permission. You do not have to sit there in silence any longer. Because I'm telling you now, you have got a golden light in your heart. And once you ignite that light, you will be the most powerful human being in this world. But you need to find that light. You need to find that power. And it's not complicated. Don't overcomplicate the situation about finding it because you're probably sitting there thinking, God, Jade, how the hell do I find this power? How the hell do I find this light? This light's within you. And if you're living in Egypt and people say to you that you have a white heart, they've already seen your light. 
They've seen your pure white light in your heart. So if other people can see it, and people have said that to you, I want you to take that in right now, that other people have seen your white heart, other people have seen your power. Now it's up to you to see it yourself. You know that you are an extremely kind-hearted person. You wear your heart on your sleeve wherever you go. You always want to help people. And the reason why I know that, because I'm like that. And as I said, you are my people listening to this podcast. I've been in your shoes, my darling. And I still am in some ways in regards to having such a huge heart and people taking advantage of it. But I have the power, and I always have, to say what I will accept and what I will not. And another point that a lot of Arab men marry or get in relationships with women who are not Arab, not Islamic, because it's an easy option. Because in the West, we are not aware, the majority of the time, of their religious beliefs. So because we're not aware of their Islamic beliefs, we're not aware of the Islamic duty of a husband. And this means that the man gets an easy option and an easy way out because his Islamic duty to an Islamic woman is extremely high. He has to provide financially. He has to give her gold. He has to give her many, many things. But because a foreign woman, like myself, I didn't have a clue when I first came to Egypt, what was the Islamic duty and what was the husband's duty of what he should give me before we got married. I never knew any of this. And this is the thing. These Arab men sometimes take our power away They don't even give us our power. They take the easy option. They disempower us by not even giving us our worth. Our our worth in their eyes. They are brought up that they have to provide for the woman. The man has to take the manly role. Because this is the thing in Islam. If you're not really clued up on Islam... um, In regards to the teachings of Islam, it's very much that the man is the man, the woman is the woman. The man is the one that goes out and provides. The woman is the one that that cares and nurtures, okay? So as part of the man providing, it's very much that he is the one that is the main financial support for the family, okay? And this is not in a controlling way, by the way. He will be very empowering that whatever the woman earns, the woman keeps. Again, an Islamic duty empowering the women. Whereas you will find that there are people, many people in the Middle East and all around the world. But obviously I'm talking about Muslims here that take advantage of the woman that the woman is actually the one that has to provide. But because you are unaware 
of the Islamic duty that he has, you think that that's okay because in the West you would do stuff like that. But the thing is, here in the Middle East, everything is different. This is why another reason I'm doing this podcast is to educate. I didn't know all this information before I came here. I didn't know that a man needs to give you a dowry before you get married. I didn't know that the man is the person that pays for the apartment that you're supposed to move into. He provides you with an apartment or a place to live. Um, I didn't know that um, he's the one that is supposed to provide for you monthly. I didn't know that you are the one that's supposed to keep your money. Like, don't get me wrong. Every way that you decide to deal with your relationship dynamic is completely up to you. However, religiously, if you're, if the person that you're with has an Islamic duty as part of his beliefs, he's not respecting you. And this is the thing. People think that Islam is quite restricting against women. Islam, the true teachings of Islam, when you look at it, it empowers women so much. Like, I'm not being funny now. I'm seeing on TikTok that Western people are complaining because um, there's women queues and men queues when, when they're going to the World Cup. Like, I'm sorry, hello. Does that not show you the amount of respect that the Arab world have? Like, I'm not being funny. If I go to... Um, I went to the local post office once to pay some money and there was, I'm not even kidding you, there must have been about 30 people outside. I just stood there and the man in the, in the place called me over and he served me. He forgot about the 30 people, the 30 men that were stood there. He served me. Why? Because number one, women here are respected. Number two, he didn't want those 30 men ogling at me while I was waiting because he respects me and he respects the fact that women, women are viewed in Islam is very high. And the thing is, because, because in the West, we are not seen as, we're not really, as women, I don't really feel that we're worshipped as we should be. So when we come from the West and we come to the Middle East, for some women, they think it's discriminating that we're not equal. And to be honest, we're not equal. We are the fucking powerful ones. And you know what? The people in the Middle East fucking treat us with the respect that we deserve. It's the people in the West that don't treat us with the respect. Yet somehow on social media, it's been twisted the other way around. Again, I didn't realise this till I've been living in the Middle East for this amount of time. And, yeah, these uh, these men take the disempowered way out. They don't give us our power when they meet us. And this isn't, like, they either take us as a quick pit stop because we we don't know our values in regards to islamically and what they should provide for us so they either st stall with us until they get the money to be able to get 
a wife in Egypt and provide for them financially. Or they take us sometimes as the easy option because if they marry a foreigner, they don't have to worry about getting the apartment. They don't have to worry about a big dowry. They don't have the pressures of the family. They don't have the pressure that the dad needs to make sure that he's educated with a high income so he can provide for his daughter. Like They don't have to worry about all of this. It's just the easy option. But the thing is, it's the easy option for them. But in the same regard, they're disrespecting us and they're disempowering us. Big no, 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 no. And the only way they are going to empower us is when we empower ourselves, which is when we find the power within. They have a voice. I never knew that before. And that's why I wished all those years ago that I was educated about the power within me. Us as women, we create life in our wombs. If you didn't realise that that's a fucking powerful thing, I do not know what is. You can create life in your womb and you're telling me that you can't get out of the situation that you're in right now. You can't voice your opinion. Hello, your body can make a new human being in nine months. You can voice your opinion, my darling, because the power's within you. The power's in your womb. We just need to know how to reconnect to it. And this is what I'm going to be doing in this podcast is allowing you to reconnect with the power within that is going to lead you back home to finding who you are. And the very first thing that you need to do in this journey is love yourself enough to find the power within because that small little flame that's in your heart right now is what's going to get you to happiness because that's what happened with me I found that flame in 2015 when I was broke broke my whole life shattered found it I found the flame I started recognizing my power I started adding fuel to the fire and step by step my whole life changed and yours can too so on that note I'm going to wrap up my first episode of the Oracle of Egypt and This podcast is going to be covering so many different things. So pop in and out because not only is it going to resonate with women who are in Egypt, who are in the Middle East, it's also going to resonate with women who are in toxic relationships. It's also going to resonate with women who are on healing journeys. It's also going to resonate with people who are on a spiritual journey because I'm telling you now, I have an insane spiritual journey 
with incredible past lives and all the things that I want to delve into as well. So yeah, always stop by. Please share this podcast with as many women as you know who could benefit from the wisdom that I have. Please leave a review. Share on your social media platforms that you're listening to this podcast. Tag me and then I can reshare it on my stories. If you're not following me already, check the show notes and get on my socials. Like, come into my world. I've got a Facebook support group. I've got all the things. All the things. So, come into my world and be one of my people. Because I'm telling you now, as I rise, every single woman listening to this podcast is going to rise with me. We're not here to do things on our own. We have powerful women around us that can help guide us home. And if I am that woman in your life, then I feel so privileged to be, to be that role model for you. Because I always say that my journey is going to be someone else's survival guide. And this is why I share the wisdom on this podcast. This podcast is a very, very, it's a very sacred um, expression of my voice. And after keeping my voice quiet for so many years, thinking that my voice wasn't important, what I said was a waste of time. I'm rewriting that story because I know that the power of my voice is going to change people's lives. And if I can uplift and change one woman's life by just speaking this wisdom, that is my life done. My mission is complete. I'm here to help and guide women in any which way that I can. At any random point, I could say some words that take you on a whole new path. And I'm really, really excited to hear any of your aha moments, any realisations that you have, any progress that you make when you're listening to this podcast anything all the things just let me know come into my world I love it when I meet new people um anyway I should probably shut up right now because this is my first episode and I don't want it to drag on (laughs) anyway to the end if you have got this far I absolutely love you thank you so much and I'll catch you on the next episode